train you. Next gen Norman Edmund Tulsa. Cavens Construction, bringing you hour number two of the rush on this Monday. Cavens offers remodeling, roofing, water restoration, facility maintenance, and emergency repairs. Cavens Facility Maintenance serves all of Oklahoma and can help take the ease off of your staff by fixing those pesky problems in your office building. Give Cavens a call today, 405-573-3048. Tulsa, give them a call as well, 918-282-7612. Cavens Construction. Here is OU wide receiver Jaleel Farouk. Uh, as a freshman, you know, dealing with a whole coach of staff leaving, um, considering transferring is a big factor, but uh, I came here for a reason. OU DNA is in my blood, so that's the reason why I stayed. At what point did you say, okay, I am staying? Was there like a, a certain day or certain incident, anything that you said, okay, I, this is my place? Uh, I still had a relationship with some coaches, like Coach Gundy that stayed. Mm -hmm. uh, him being able to stay in my ear, it make me feel confident that I'm still uh, one of here. Uh, was a perfect reason for me to stay. So there's Jalil Farouk on uh, why he decided to stay at OU. Any uh, scuttle throughout spring practice on him looking like a guy out there after his Alamo Bowl performance? Yeah, yeah. I've heard some good stuff. Um, heard some good stuff. It sounds like wide receiver is is going to be pretty solid. Try to tell you I that. don't know. Well, I say solid. Like I, I think there's still maybe um, a little bit of question as to like who's going to be the dude, and if do they have a guy that is like a legit elite best uh, one, two, three hand like top five type of wide receiver in the country, and. Um, we'll see if someone breaks out of the pack and is able to become one of those. You know who also I thought of you today because uh, the media was at practice again and they were showing you know highlights from what they were able to see. I saw two running backs catch the ball out of the backfield. Huh? What do you think? What happened? Are you kidding me? No, 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 Teddy. They were a basically a swing pass. Both wide receiver, both running backs caught him in stride, turned up the field, looked really good. You, um, you, you think it's a giant anomaly when a running back can also catch a football out of the backfield, but OU has at least two guys on this roster that can do it. Watch out. I'm not saying it's an anomaly. I'm led to believe it's an anomaly. Like, it can't happen. Like, a running back that can catch a football – is one of the rarest things. It's a unicorn. It's the unicorn of sports. Well, a yeah, running back he, that he can, can catch, catch the ball football. out of the backfield, too. He can do that. Yeah, they only spend all day, every day, training on catching a football. Uh, I don't know why it's so shocking when all of a sudden a guy can do it. But um, it, it stands to reason, though, because a lot of offensive coordinators are reluctant to do it. It's it's almost like a guy has to be elite at route running in order to fit that into the system in any way, shape, or form. Especially Lincoln. Lincoln just he did not throw running backs of football, but it, he did to Joe Mixon. 
Uh, Joe Mixon was a part of what he did, but after that, rarely do we throw. We don't even. Lincoln Riley didn't even have checkdowns in his offense. Wasn't even there. So, so we well, never caught checkdowns over the middle. Rarely did we like set up running back screens. It was almost always like tunnels or bubbles. So I, I no, I don't know for Lebby if it's a big part of what he does, um, but. It's got to be more than the last guy. Text line says we have two unicorns in all caps. Yes. <laughs> wow. Maybe even more than that. I only saw those two guys. They may have four unicorns on the roster. Boy, I bet some of the national media would change their opinion of this team if they knew they had backs that could catch the ball out of the backfield. Old Stewie Mandel might be uh, changing his ranking real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know what would the college football world do if they found out we had guys that can catch the the ball out of the back. Call Brent Venables the best hire of all time, from the worst hire of all time to the best hire of all time. That's what they would say. What's your thoughts on? Have you heard any scuttlebutt on the running back position? That Eric Gray's looked good, and that Marcus Major. Um, what I've wanted to hear about Marcus Major is seemingly maybe starting to happen, that he's taking care of everything that he needs to take care of, and hmm. I he may be a thumper in this offense. Yeah, me feels pretty good about running backs currently. Good. Well, shocker. What have you heard OU's about gonna the... Be, OU's going to be good on offense this year. Yeah, I know that's surprising. <laughs> what have you heard about the Barnes kid? Uh, I haven't really heard a whole lot about Javante Barnes, to be honest with you. Have you heard anything? Hmm. Oh, I don't know. Uh, it just it wouldn't shock me if by the end of the season maybe he was uh, a guy that's factoring into the offense. Bi- some. Billy Sims, you think? It's too early for that? Yeah. yeah. That's the comp right now. Uh, text line says, this is back to the special teams discussion, Ohio State and Bama have story or starting star receivers running down on punt. Jamison Williams was running gunner making tackles. The big dogs clearly value special teams. I feel like I remember that, and if that's the case, yeah. I love that. I love that they just put like their fastest guy there and say, hey, you're a football player. Go make a tackle. You can do it. Yeah, I remember it, and then I remember it being immediately followed by a comment of, well, it's kind of risky having one of your guys out there. What if he gets hurt on special teams? Which is like, it's so frustrating to me. It's a contact sport. You can't play the game afraid of, you know, someone might get hurt. Yeah, you may get hurt playing football. There's a newsflash. It may come on a special teams play. It may come on... A just a, a routine play whenever you're blocking on a running play if you're a wide receiver. You never know what's going to happen out there. You just play the, the freaking sport. Let's not try and always avoid injury because there's no way to do it if you want to play the game and play it at a high level. Text line says Javante Barnes is going to be running back two at worst Ooh. by the end of the season. What do you think? Like it, love it, hate it. There seems to be um, some thought that the kid is really big, really physical, really athletic, and 
We'll see. It's obviously way too early. They've had one, well, I guess two padded practices. Too early to be able to tell uh, how good someone's going to be off of that. But you can usually see a couple of traits if they stick out that you may have something here, and it seems like they may have something there. For a head coach who boasted about his wide receiver recruiting, TBOW sure puckered at the opportunity to get those guys the ball in space. Dallas sees the benefit. It's why CD fields most of their punts. Miss me with the analytics argument, OU Mitchell. Very yeah. well said. Well, it, it, it's just – it is hmm, – what's the best way to put this? Weak? It's, it's a part of the game. Well, it's a part of the game, and I feel like – trying to remember the numbers. At least whenever I was in the NFL – I feel like there were, on average, 25 special teams plays a game, all right? And that's either a kickoff, a kickoff return, a punt, a punt return, or a field goal or a field goal block. And it may have been higher than 25. But whenever you look at that, it ends up being a pretty decent percentage of the live action in a football game. And if your mindset is to just like try and eliminate that those 25 reps from the game and act like they're not important or we can't gain an edge in those 25 plays, I think that is laziness. I think it's it's lack of focus. I think it's 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 I think it could be arrogant, too. I think it could be arrogant saying, like, no, actually, my offense is so good. Like, we don't really need that. We don't need that aspect of things. We're okay. Yep. Yeah. I I think it's weak. I think it's weak. Mm -hmm. And every coach is going to tell you how important special teams are whenever they're in front of a microphone and in front of the team talking about special teams practice. But – you're really going to show us what it means to you on Saturday, right? Yeah. Um, You're going to show us how, how important special teams are to you by the way that your team plays it, by how aggressive you are, if you ever use try and use it to gain an advantage. That's where the truth is. Real quick before we hit a break, Eric the Mets fan hits us up on Twitter and says, Jamison Williams got ejected for targeting against Auburn, crying face emoji. That may be true. However, if an OU wide receiver – ran down the field at full speed, and hit somebody so hard they got ejected for targeting, I feel like it would be the loudest ovation the stadium has heard in about five years. (laughs) Well, here's here's the thing, though. And I agree with what you said, but here's the thing about that. Jamison Williams got ejected on special teams for targeting. That's not a reason to take good players off of special teams. It's a reason to reinforce to your players what the rule on targeting is. Like You don't say, well, it's too risky to play our great players on special teams because one of the guys got ejected for targeting. You just don't target. Jamison Williams could have also got ejected for targeting on a pillback block on a reverse, right? We, we've had guys – did we have someone ejected for that? 
That it feels like that's the case. I'm just going to go ahead and say Buki, um, just because I feel like that's safe. Uh, I'll, I'll well, I know Ripkowski got ejected one time on on a play similar to that. So that's not an argument against having starters on special teams. It's just you got to reinforce to play within the rules of the game, even as ridiculous as some of them may be. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hit a couple of things that caught my eye next. Stay tuned. Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas are just what you need on your drive home. It's the Rush weekday afternoons from 2 to 6. It is the Rush on the Ref. We call this segment What Caught Teddy's Eye. Let's get to it. Story number one is. I know you saw this. This is one of the greatest things I've seen. Texas. Versus Texas Tech baseball. Oh, yes. Did you see the walk-off uh, still home situation yeah, by Tech? Yeah, that was game one on Friday night. I have i don't know if I've ever seen that in a competitive college baseball game. It, it was – the pitcher had no idea. Just looked down for yeah. whatever reason. I think they had two outs, maybe even two strikes to go to extra innings, and the dude steals – oh, God, that was sweet. Uh, Tech took two great. out of three that series as well in Lubbock. Well, yeah, the same guy that stole home hit the walk-off grand slam uh, to ah, win the other game. What a what a weekend! Now uh, Texas run nice Tech series, yesterday, huh? but who cares? Friday and Saturday, ah, man, they had two in the bank already, legendary, man. Dude, yeah, that was awesome. Um, I saw this. This is perfect. This is exactly what they need. Detroit Lions due to host the uh, Hard Knocks crew. So uh, they will be the subject of HBO's Hard Knocks series, um, as if they don't have enough problems uh, trying to figure out how to go out and win games. They're going to have to juggle being on a reality show as well. Biting ankles. Has there been a, a team that's gone on uh, Hard Knocks in the off season and ended up having a really good year the following season? I'm sure there is, know. but I can't really think of one off the top of my head. I would I would say maybe Baltimore in the original. That was like in, what, 02 or yeah. 03? But other than that, I, I really don't know. I have no idea. I'm sure there's maybe been one or two, but I remember Jeff Fisher, head coach the of the Rams, said, I'm not blanking going 7-9. and nine. And then they didn't even win seven games <laughs> that year. <laughs> he was right. He was right. And then last one I've got, uh, this was Judd Apatow last night on the uh, Will Smith-Chris Rock situation. I think he took it a little bit overboard, which Judd Apatow direct uh, uh, Talladega Nights, super bad, 40-year-old virgin, knocked up a bunch of those. Anchorman um, was directed a bunch of really good comedies. But this is his tweet. He could have killed him. That's pure out-of-control rage and violence. Oh, my god! They've heard a million jokes about them in the last three decades. They're not freshmen in the world of Hollywood and comedy. He lost his mind. He could have killed him, Tyler, yeah, with, a, well, with a slap. Kept an open hand, all right? There was <laughs> no killing. Could have killed him. He, Chris Rock took it in stride. It wasn't even close to He barely even flinched on it. Right. <sighs> all right. Right. Whatever. That's, that's a bit of a stretch. All right. I got a few here. First, uh, this is amazing. 
Researchers in Switzerland, if you don't believe in the power of science, I'm about to change your mind, I think. Researchers, uh, researchers in Switzerland outfitted a 36-year-old ALS patient with a chip in his brain. Now, this new chip in his brain allows him to spell out sentences one letter at a time. So that's an incredible achievement in itself. 36-year-old ALS patient, uh, researchers in Switzerland, he's got a new chip, he can spell out sentences. What's the first sentence this 36-year-old spelled out? Quote, I want a beer. (laughs) A simple and direct (laughs) request, but an amazing one. Because the first thing he did with his new chip is order a beer. Wow. They give him a beer? I mean, if that's... You have to. you got to pay that off. You've got to pay that off. That's great. Uh, There was a report earlier today by uh, John Rothstein. Oklahoma's Tanner Groves and Elijah Harkless will return to school next season and use their additional year of eligibility per Porter Moser. Uh, Mo Gibson will explore professional opportunities with the option to return to school. So, needless to say, yeah. getting two of those guys back is big. If you could get Mo along with them, that'd, that'd be pretty helpful as well. Agree, agree. That would be big. Have a little bit more carryover, kind of establish your team uh, in the offseason and start building. Last one I have, I don't know where Johnny Manziel is at right now, if he's out on the West Coast in California, but apparently he misses his old stomping grounds. So much so that he's told TMZ Sports he'd love the opportunity to be a part of the Texas A&M football program again as a coach. What are the odds that A&M, now Texas hired Vince Young, Vince didn't have all those issues uh, in the NFL that Johnny Manziel did. What are the odds of A&M hiring Johnny Manziel as an off-the-field coach or, you know, something to do with the university? 100%. One hundred percent. There, if if he wants to do that, it's one. Like if they don't, I think they are. Uh, they're dumb. I think that he would. Uh, obviously, he's had his problems. There's no doubt about that. And I think it's actually good to have someone that has had their problems kind of be a voice to the players. That's true, and, man. And, and say that, you know, what could have happened had I had my, my head on straight and avoided some of these issues. Um, I, I think that he's also a, seems to be a guy that a lot of kids probably are able to relate to. So having him around the facility for recruiting and those different things, I mean, it's, it would, it would be cool if, Manziel is there walking around the facility, uh, comes up and, and talks to you whenever you're there for a recruiting trip, knows your name, knows what you're doing, and uh, has some good things to say to you. I I think they'd be dumb to not have Johnny Manziel there on staff in some, some capacity. Uh, real quick, I, I actually have two more. Uh, first off, it's Lady Gaga's birthday today, so I know a, it's oh, a big day wow. for you today. And Barstool yep. had a graphic out the top 50 party schools. Bama was one. West Virginia was two, hmm. Arizona State was three, Tulane was four, Georgia was at five, uh, Oklahoma was at number 42 on this list, right behind Texas at 41, and in front of both Florida and LSU at 43 and 44. 
No Oklahoma State in the top 50, from what I can see. Huh. And I've kind of got the feeling locally and recently that maybe OSU is a better party school than OU. Yeah. Am I missing the now that I was it on that one? That was the vibe I feel like in the '90s and early 2000s. I, this will shock you. I'm so removed from that now. I I don't have an expert opinion on this, but Stillwater has always been known. Well, I don't know, on always, but it's been known for a while as a you know bigger party town. I guess I'd be shocked if that's mm-hmm. changed all that much. Yeah. Well, I guess we're in the top 50. It is a bit shocking to see Bama up there at number one. Not shocked to see West Virginia in the top five. So, Got to use this in recruiting, though. That's that's what's important. Got to. Top top got 40, to. top 45 in uh, party schools. Like, we got to start pumping this out. This, this is big. Yep. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up our number two next. Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas are just what you need on your drive home. It's the Rush weekday afternoons from 2 to 6 on your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio. Tyler and Teddy, it is the Rush on the Ref. The Sour of the Rush brought to you by Cavens Construction. Call Cavens Construction today, 405-573-3048. Tulsa, 918-282-7612. As we close up hour number two, Teddy has another special guest. What you got? Yeah, I'm hanging out here at FSBO Homes up here in Edmond, 150th and Penn. And I'm here with Jeff White, one of the managers here. Jeff, if someone out there is interested in in selling their home, interested in what you guys do, walk us through the process. Someone that wants to sell their home, they give you a phone call. What happens from there? I love it. Teddy, so they come in. uh, They can call us so they can come in in person, and we walk them through. And just show them, hey, as far as setting up, it's really simple and easy. Once they make a decision that this is the right fit for them, the it's really completely automated. We schedule the uh, photographer to come out and see them. We'll schedule the uh, home inspection to uh, home inspector to come out and do the on-site home inspection. And then after those things are done, uh, we'll have an appraisal that it's done for them. Once the appraisal comes in, they can review the appraisal. They can review the home inspection. What's the beauty of it is that they're able to reach out to those guys. Ask them any questions about the home inspection report. Ask them any questions about the appraisal, and they determine from the appraisal what they want to set the price for their home at. Mm-hmm. And at that point in time, we go in and start the advertising for them, and we completely automate the, the program for them. I tell everybody that if you want to sell your home through us, if you can answer the phone, tell people what it is you love about the home, uh, schedule people to come see it, um, hand them a flyer, um, and talk to them, uh, we also have uh, a seller page on our website that you c- the sellers can direct customers to go look at. And the beauty of that is is that when they go there, they can actually make an offer online to the, the seller. Easy. And, and so the, the market right now, over 90% of all buyers in the market, they're finding their, their homes on them, by themselves online. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times people think, well, you got to have your home in the MLS. Well, the MLS is outdated. And the internet has replaced it. And so people are going out and finding homes on Zillow, Trulia, Fisber, and they go out and they find their own home. What we do is we show the customer how to communicate with them and give them the information and tools so that when 
uh, they get set and they're ready to go, that the buyer can actually make an offer directly to them online. And that way, and you guys uh, have uh, attorneys to make sure the transaction goes through on the back end, so it's really a easy one-stop shop. All right, we'll hit a quick timeout. Thanks, Jeff. We'll hit a quick timeout here. More from the rush coming up on the other side. Sports Talk, 1400 AM, KREF, Norman, Moore, Oklahoma 